Welcome to the Doctors In Podcast, where we talk about health topics with healthcare students and the relevance to all of us. We are Ben Martin and Nathan Seberg. We are second year students of physical therapy at the University of Iowa. We created this podcast to provide free information on well-being and health and highlight many of the resources available to students at the University of Iowa. Today our guest is Tyler Wimpen, a student of pharmacy at the University of Iowa. This is currently his fourth year. And today he's going to talk about the importance of getting your flu and COVID-19 vaccine, talk about boosters and second shots, and when it's appropriate to get both of these shots. So welcome, Tyler. All right, so do you want to just go ahead and tell us a little bit about your article that you wrote and why it's important to get vaccinated this season? Yes. Um, so the article I wrote is about um, COVID and influenza vaccines. This article provides readers with some information about why they should get both vaccines, um, the safety of getting both at the same time, and then where they can receive these vaccines. It's important to get vaccinated this season um, to keep you and your loved ones protected as you head home after the semester and for the holidays. We are seeing historically high hospitalizations for the flu um, and on the rise of the new variants. So it is important that you stay protected this season. Yeah, it's definitely all good points. So you kind of talked about this already, but, and this is the main part of your article, which I think is great. So is it okay to get flu vaccine and COVID vaccine at the same time? Yeah, so the CDC does recommend um, that it is safe to receive both vaccines at the same time. Typically, we give them in opposite arms. It is um, your personal preference, however. Um, I receive both my vaccines at the same time, but if you'd like to space them out, you surely can. If you're concerned with the, the side effects, you can space them out by one to two weeks to help minimize some of those. Thanks. And in your article a little bit, you talked about the importance of getting your flu shot early on in the season. Can you expand a little bit more on that and why specifically would it be good to get it earlier than compared to like right before everyone starts to get sick, you know? Yeah. So peak flu season is usually between December and February. It takes about 14 days for your body to develop the full immunity after receiving the vaccine. Um, so receiving the vaccine before this time helps to ensure that you are protected throughout the entire cold and flu season. Um, if you have not received the vaccine yet, however, it's not too late. It is still recommended that you receive the flu vaccine, even if you haven't done so already. That's good to know. Definitely since we're like wrapping up the semester and like students are going to start going home to like kind of think about that. Um, as students start to look at getting their booster, I know it's kind of a, an important issue too because I think a lot of students, the university offered the Johnson to a lot of students. I know a lot of classmates that we have got the Johnson boot, the original vaccine. Is there a preferred booster um, to get? Um, and then is there also, um, are you able to mix and match? So if you got the Johnson, can you then get a Pfizer booster and vice versa? Yeah, absolutely. So there is no preferred booster to receive. Um, basically, the CDC recommends that anyone um, you know, receive a booster if they can. You are able to mix and match the vaccines. Um, mostly this is just because it's depending on like what's available um, and what your personal preference is. So if you'd like to stay consistent, um, you know, say you got Pfizer and you want to get your Pfizer as your booster, you surely can, or same thing with Moderna and vice versa. Um, so there really is no preference. Um, how long you should wait? After getting it, um, so six months after your initial two-dose series um, for the Pfizer and the Moderna, um, then if you receive the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, um, they recommend that it's two months after you receive that vaccine, um, you should get your booster. Nice. 
is everyone eligible at this point for a booster? I know it kind of, I see new things every day, like, well, this population is now eligible. So is there pretty widespread eligibility? Yeah. So right now, anybody who is 18 and older, and they have already received the Pfizer, Moderna, or Johnson & Johnson vaccine series are eligible to receive a booster. So I know a lot of people worry about uh, different side effects from these um, boosters and from the vaccinations. So could you just kind of speak briefly on what are like the kind of uh, normal and common side effects that are completely normal to see and people should expect? Yeah, um, so some common side effects can include um, pain in the arm um, that the vaccine was given in for that day. Um, this can usually last, um, you know, that day or potentially go into the next day. Um, some other ones include, you know, headache, fatigue, muscle aches and pains, fevers, chills, and swollen lymph nodes. So the CDC does recommend that even if you had COVID, you should still receive a vaccine after you have recovered. Um, getting sick with COVID offers some protection from future illnesses. Um, this is sometimes referred to as natural immunity. So the level of protection that people get from having COVID may vary depending on how mild or severe their illness was, the time that they got their infection, and their age. Currently, there's no available tests that can reliably determine if a person is protected from infection. So studies do show that getting a COVID vaccine after recovering provides added protection. And yeah, I definitely think that's a good note is a lot of people have gotten COVID at this point, but maybe not vaccinated. Uh, so a common misconception, I think, that is out there is that the vaccine can give you COVID. Can you kind of dispel this myth and talk about like the difference between actually getting a disease and getting a vaccination and why this is an important difference? Yeah, so these vaccines do not actually give you COVID. Um, the vaccines are made up of basically little chunks of proteins that your body recognizes as something that it's not supposed to be there. It's basically made to simulate a COVID virus, but it's not actually a full-on COVID um, infection. So your body will then attack those proteins, creating an immune response. Um, so when you experience like those side effects after getting the vaccine, that's what you're experiencing is your body creating that immune response. The benefit is this helps your body remember what the virus looked like. Um, and if you're exposed to it in the future, it can quickly fight off that infection. This can help prevent you from getting sick or in the event you do get infected, it will help shorten the amount of time you're sick and the severity of the illness. So say I hear that and I hear, you know, shorten the time that I get it. Well, in theory, I have COVID. Should I get the shot right then to try and help boost my immune system in some way? Or am I kind of out of luck at that point? Um, so at that point, you should not. Um, we really recommend that you know, if you're sick, if you are sick, that you should stay home. Uh, one of the questions actually on the form that you'll have to fill out before receiving the vaccine is, are you feeling sick today? Um, and if you do check yes, that usually will exclude you from receiving any sort of vaccines that day. Um, receiving the vaccine while you are sick could actually make you sicker. Um, kind of think of it as your body's already kind of being beaten down. You don't want to really beat it down anymore and make it worse. Um, so we really want you to recover before you receive a vaccine. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, so for someone who maybe feels like they might have COVID, um, they're, you know, this is happening really commonly since there's a lot of different sicknesses going around, not just COVID, you know, including the cold and the flu, and they want to get tested, 
Um, can you talk about some options for this? I know like when you know testing first came out, there's just those awful nose tests that are really painful, but now there's a lot of options and you know there's like at home kits and stuff like that. So what kind of options do we have now? Yeah, so the University of Iowa Hospitals and Clinics does offer testing. Um, you'll just need to visit their website and schedule a test through my chart online. Um, hy V also offers testing at various locations. Um, you first need to register online though and find an eligible location and schedule an appointment. Um, and those take-home kits, so there's something called Test Iowa. They offer free kits that can be mailed to your front door and you just send back the results. Um, more information about those is available on their website. Okay, so uh, a great part of your article, which a lot of our articles have, and I think is one of the really useful parts of the Doctors in Column, is that um, you list some resources um, in your article for receiving the flu or the COVID vaccination. Could you just kind of talk about those resources briefly for us? Sure. So your local pharmacy is a great place to start. Uh, most are still offering flu and COVID vaccines. Be sure that you call ahead to check for availability and see if they require an appointment or not. Other places to get your vaccine is through Student Health on West Lawn and at the IMU. Um, for more information on receiving vaccines at those places, um, the emergency youth use authorization, and other commonly asked questions, the CDC's website is another great resource. So besides getting vaccinated, um, besides you know staying home if I'm sick, what are some other easy ways that I can decrease the chance of me getting sick, um, spreading the flu, cold, um, and preventing them from getting sick as well? Sure. So some common tips and tricks for preventing the spread of these illnesses is frequently washing your hands, staying home if you are sick, wearing a mask when you go out, uh, cleaning frequently touched surfaces um, regularly, so things like your phone, your laptop, keyboard, um, or if you live with roommates, just other commonly touched surfaces in your home. Great. That's all really great information. Could you kind of give us a, like a, a take-home message? Um, yeah. So I'd encourage everyone, if they can, um, you know, get your flu shot and your COVID shot this season. Um, going to your local pharmacy is an easy place to get more information about the vaccines um, and get vaccinated there. As a first pharmacy student we've had in the podcast, you have the chance to set the precedent for you guys. Um, if a theoretical fight were to occur between 200 chickens who are a little riled up and a polar bear, who would win? We've asked this to all of our Yeah, it's a common question. So. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'd probably have to say the polar bear. I would say I'd feel like they'd be the ones to eat the chickens, even if there's a whole bunch of them. I don't know what the consensus is now. I feel like it was, had, pretty, it was split. pretty split for a while. Dental like, students were all polar bears. They were. And then they it another dental student coming up later this the week. The med students went really a chicken, and then that was really the balance. So you've broken it. Interesting. Well, thank you so much for joining us, talking about this important message. Um, we really appreciate you coming in here and spending time with us in your busy day. And if you haven't had a chance to read the article, it is out. Um, it's been out for a little bit now. We were slow because of tests. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. And good luck on your interviews. Awesome. Thank you.